0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Flogcast Network. This is your commissioner speaking, Scott Benzing, filling in for Justin Ruff today. It is Wednesday, October 9th, and we are gonna go over some of the waiver claims and free agency pickups in the Flog that occurred early this morning. Um, looking at the waiver report right now, not a ton of action. Um, the waiver wire was pretty pretty light this week. There weren't a lot of skilled position players that were uh, worth a pickup, um, even with as big of a bench as our league has. I think it's an eight-man eight bench. Um, a lot of guys had already been picked up and stashed, so not a whole lot of talent out there, but seems like most of the activity came in the form of defenses. Guys, um, some guys having buys for the defense, maybe just wanting to stream against a good matchup. I know that's what I did last week, picking up the Eagles against the Jets, and they worked out great for me, 35 points. Um, so that's the kind of the kind of production you can get if you find the right matchup, picking up a defense off of free agency or the waiver wire. So let's get right into it. Uh, waivers cleared at 4:23 a.m. this morning a little bit later than usual. It seems like um, half the time they go at about 3.30, 3.35. And then the other time they go at 4.20, 4.30. And so I know I was up this morning. um, TC over on the West Coast, he usually stays up and just waits for the waivers to clear. And it also looks like uh, Justin was up pretty early. Uh, 4.24 was his first pickup off a free agency. And even Keegan Scott getting in there bright and early this morning. A couple pickups around 445. So starting off with the waivers. uh, The first waiver claim came from Jake McKinley and the high-flying Hawaiians. He dropped the Tennessee Titans defense and picked up the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Jake was at the bottom of the waiver wire after using his priority last week to get Ronald Jones. So no real... Uh, concern with him using a waiver pickup on a defense. I typically don't like to do that. I think defenses it's, there's usually players you can get that are better than defenses, but if you're already at the bottom of the waiver the waiver order, doesn't really matter. Go ahead and use that waiver claim. So Jake picked up the Ravens defense. They are going up against the Cincinnati Bengals this, this week who are just terrible. The Cardinals shut them down in the first half. They ended up coming back and putting up a couple touchdowns in the second half but i think the ravens defense is going to get after andy dalton and it's going to be a bloodbath um Bengals just bad this year the next waiver claim was by the coon squad he dropped jimmy graham and he added gerald everett tight end for the rams from waivers uh Kuhn currently has TJ Hawkinson on his team as well as his other tight end, but he's been sort of up and down, dealing with some injuries. Uh, Gerald Everett seemed like the one good skilled position player that was still available um, on waivers this week. So dropping Jimmy Graham, picking up Gerald Everett, that could work out. Did see that Connor already put him in his lineup this week. So hoping to get some of that production, chase a little bit of those points he saw this past week, uh, going up against Seattle. The next waiver claim was also the Coon squad, uh, adding the Redskins' defense. So, Connor has been rolling with the Bears' defense all season, worked out pretty well for him, but they're on bye this week, so he needed a fill in and using a waiver claim on the Redskins. Which is a little surprising. It seemed like there were some better defenses out there. I know the Redskins are going up against the Dolphins. But both of these teams are winless. Both of them are bad. Um, And so I'm not sure. This game could be a 6-7 game. Or it could be a 46-47 game. Um, We'll see this week if the Dolphins can put up some points. They haven't so far. um, But... We'll see if that changes this week going up against another bad team and a team that just fired their head coach. Jay Gruden was fired earlier this week after an 0-5 start for the Redskins. So um, They might rally. Uh, I know this was—it's pretty much been a cheat code to plug in the defense going up against the Dolphins because the Dolphins are just that bad. Um, We'll see. Looks like Kuhn also put Redskins defense immediately in his lineup covering for that Bears defense on a bye. And then after that, so waivers cleared at 423. Immediate action, uh, picking up from free agency. Justin Ruff sneaking in there at 424 a.m., adding the Cowboys defense, uh, who are going up against the New York Jets, which has also been a cheat code for streaming defenses. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, last week I played the Eagles defense against the Jets, and they had like 10 sacks, two two touchdowns, uh, a couple picks a fumble it was just it was brutal putting up a ton of points Cowboys also have a good defense Um, but the Jets get Sam Darnold back this week which should open up things a little bit more Uh, he's coming off of mononucleosis been out since uh, after the week one game Um, I don't think the Jets are gonna put 30 on the Cowboys but they might score 17 which would pretty much beat any other game they've played in this year um their offensive strategy so far has pretty much just been to hand the ball to Le'Veon Bell up the middle for two and a half yards of carry um, until the clock runs out. They, they've just been terrible on offense and getting Sam Darnold back should help them moving forward in this season, probably grab a couple wins, but I don't like the matchup against the Cowboys. I think that was a good pickup by Ruff. Um, that was a defense that I had been targeting. Also at 4.24 a.m., TC the Savage Patch Kids, added the 49ers defense and dropped Nelson Aguilar. Um, with the drop there on Nelson Aguilar, uh, Alshon's back now. It looks like uh, Deshaun Jackson will be back possibly this week, if not next week. But Nelson's been dealing with a lot of drops. He had one big game a couple weeks back and then sort of been limited in his role in that offense. Uh, if you drop the ball, you're not going to get it thrown to you. Um And the 49ers defense, as you may or may not have seen on Monday night, just absolutely shut down the Cleveland Browns. The 49ers defense is really good. The 49ers are 4-0 because of it. And so that's a good pickup by TC, adding that 49ers defense. I'm not quite sure who they're going up against this week. Uh, Let me check that here real quick. 49ers are playing at the Los Angeles Rams, so good defense, but the Rams have shown they have a pretty good offense. Um, we'll see which one breaks in that contest. divisional matchup. It's on the road, so I do like the pickup 49ers are a solid defense. And then the next waiver claim also uh, by Justin Ruff coming at 425, picking up free agency, adding DeD Westbrook, Jacksonville wide receiver, and dropping Deontay Johnson the Pittsburgh wide receiver. Didi was somebody that I think was drafted by TC and earlier in the year, it looked like he had a really good connection with Nick Foles. And then just um, Nick Foles went down with that clavicle injury and DJ Chark really has exploded since then. He's got a really good uh, rapport with Gardner Minshew. Didi Westbrook has been somewhat productive. I'm not going to knock him. He's just not seeing the targets or getting those end zone looks that – um, DJ Chark is. And so another thing that came up recently, I think even this morning after all of these claims were made, is Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver for Pittsburgh. James Washington is going to be out for a few weeks. So other than Juju Smith-Schuster, it looks like Deontay Johnson, who's been quietly productive since Ben Roethlisberger went out, it looks like he's going to be the number two. Um, but the Steelers also lost... Mason Rudolph this week to a really bad concussion. I got hit right in the jaw uh, by the top of a helmet and got knocked unconscious. Looks like he's going to be out. So they're running on their third string quarterback, an undrafted rookie called Devlin Hodges. And so I don't know how good their passing game is going to look. Jalen Samuels, their other running back who was running a lot of that Wildcat, he is also out for at least a month. He got a knee scope. There is some some damage in there, some injury concern. So he's going to be out for a while too. So the Pittsburgh Steelers offense just looks, just looks terrible situation right now. So I don't blame Justin for dropping Deontay Johnson there um, and adding DD Westbrook. The next wave or the next free agency pickup was Juju's in the attic. Myself adding the Saints defense. Um, they Saints are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Saints defenses look, really solid the last couple weeks. They're getting some pressure on the quarterback. We all know about their secondary. Um, I just think that this is a a good matchup that's going against the Jacksonville Jaguars and possible Gardner Minshew come back to earth game. Um, So I added them and dropped the Philadelphia Eagles defense after they got me that great game last week against the jets at 426 tc savage patch kids made another move dropping tony pollard the handcuff to ezekiel elliott and adding jared cook tight end from the saints jared cook got in the end zone last week he's been getting targeted by teddy more and more and so i like to see him getting productive tight end position is just is just weak this year um There's not a lot of production from a lot of different tight ends. Unless you have one of the the top five or six guys, it seems like tight ends just a coin toss every year. TC did throw Jared Cook immediately into his lineup. So see if he can get him some points against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense this week. After the Jared Cook pickup, TC also dropped Baker Mayfield, which not blaming you there, TC, Baker's been bad to start the year. I know a couple weeks back, I had reached out trying to trade for Baker and I'm really glad that TC turned me down for that. Um, he dropped Baker Mayfield and picked up Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback from San Francisco and Jimmy's looked pretty solid. Uh, the 49ers look like they're going to rely on the run game, but Jimmy's been productive, not turning the ball over that much. Um, and that's pretty much all you can ask. If you, if you have the number one rated run offense, it's gonna open up things in your passing game. So I like the pickup there from TC dropping Mayf- or Mayfield to the dumpster heap of free agency and snagging Jimmy Garoppolo, stuffing him in his lineup. And then moving on, 4.31 a.m., I added Chase Edmonds, the handcuff to David Johnson, uh, I just had a, a bench spot open. It was um, it was something that there's not a whole lot going on this week, not a lot of guys available. I do have number one priority in the waiver order, uh, but it was there's nobody I really wanted to use that on this week. Um, until injuries come about, probably just hold on to that number one spot. If anybody listening out there wants to trade for it, I'm willing to listen to offers, but waiting on that one star running back. Um, somebody to get injured, and then I can scoop up the handcuff off of waivers with that number one priority spot. Um, And that's kind of what led me to pick up Chase Edmonds out of free agency is David Johnson's been the workhorse in Arizona. Chase Edmonds got a touchdown this week. I'm not concerned about his points against the Bengals. It's not going to get touchdowns every week, not going to be really involved. But coming out after the game, it was reported that David Johnson was dealing with a bad back during the game and so if he's beat up not able to go chase edmonds could be a sneaky start um in that arizona offense he arizona runs a lot of plays they like to throw it to their running backs chase edmonds shown he can catch some balls um if he's going to be the number one back it might be worth the flex spot in in a pinch so picking him up it's i just like churning that bottom of my bench like uh Rotating through some guys, maybe some hit, maybe some not. And so picked up Chase Edmonds this morning. Then after that, Keegan Scott waking up a little bit later than everyone else. 4.43, he added the Broncos defense and dropped the Vikings. Vikings playing the Eagles this week. Probably doesn't have a lot of faith in their defense to slow down um, Carson Wentz. Especially if he's getting back to Sean Jackson. And adding Broncos defense, which the Broncos have been surprisingly efficient on defense. uh, And they're going up against Tennessee this week in Denver. So it's always tough to go into Mile High Stadium, that thin atmosphere, and come out with a win. So part of it's just, yeah, match up with the Broncos against the Titans. So... Like that pickup by Keegan Scott, and seeing as the other defenses uh, that were higher on the streamable side were not available, adding the Broncos against the Titans, it's not a bad pickup there. Uh, one pickup that did sort of, I just kind of scratched my head out, uh, it was also by Keegan Scott earlier this morning. He dropped Will Lutz, the kicker from New Orleans, and added Zane Gonzalez, the kicker from Arizona. And Zane Gonzalez has been been pretty solid for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he has missed a few field goals, but it seems like they get down in the red zone every week. And instead of punching it into the end zone, they just have to settle for field goals. Um, so, so good amount of volume there. But dropping Will Lutz, who looking at some of the stats for the season, Will Lutz was the number three kicker on the year in points. And Zane Gonzalez was number seven. So I just, I don't really see why he was dropping the number three kicker to pick up the number seven. Um, it just, I don't know. He's, I'm sure he has his reasons. Zane's been getting a lot of opportunities, uh, but Zane's missed some more field goals than Will Lutz has. And it's just, I don't know. It could be matchup, could be, schedule moving forward it was just something that I was a little bit confused about and then the most recent uh, free agent ad this morning also by Keegan Scott the magic skull bus waking up bright and early 453 a.m. he dropped Curtis Samuel who wide receiver for the Panthers which I had dropped last week so I could pick up a streaming quarterback to fill in and Added Alexander Madison, the running back from Minnesota, who's a handcuff to Dalvin Cook. Now, Alexander Madison has looked really good in limited touches this year. If anything were to happen to Dalvin, who looks like an absolute monster, um, if anything happens to Dalvin Cook, who does have an injury history, uh, Alexander Madison would most likely be able to plug in and be productive right away. He's looked really good, a rookie out of Boise State, so. I don't hate that. That's a pretty good pickup, especially picking up your own handcuff. I understand that. So I will applaud Keegan for picking up Alexander Madison. I had considered adding him myself, but just it's a uh, Dalvin cook looks like a machine so far. And so I wanted to pick up a handcuff that looks like he might have more of a chance to get in and chase Edmonds. And so, and then also, yeah, just dropping Curtis Samuel for Keegan, um, as I said, I dropped him last week. Just He just uh, gets me like four or five catches, 50, 60 yards, so nothing spectacular. Until Cam Newton comes back, it doesn't look like he's going to break out. They're just going to feed the ball to Christian McCaffrey and just yeah, give him the ball as much as you can because he's an absolute freak running all over everybody, catching a ton of passes, and don't blame them. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore just seem to be more of distractions at this point um, for the defense, so they can get Christian McCaffrey the ball. And with that, that is all for this week's free agent and waiver pickups. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of movement. Not surprising. Uh, guys have been stashing handcuffs and backups already. There weren't a lot of available players Um, just quick look at some of the other guys that are still available that could be interesting as I said Baker Mayfield was dropped somebody might take a chance on him I don't think it's season lost for him but when you get your your if you're putting the starting lineup and get your owner negative two points like he did TC this week uh, that's definitely droppable territory it wasn't it wasn't his only bad game this year some other guys that are still available. Curtis Samuel was dropped. Somebody would like most likely take a chance on him. Uh, Carlos Hyde was is available in free agency, running back for the Texans. Not a lot of efficiency there, but it, I think he had 20, 20 carries last week. And he's going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. So high volume against a bad run defense could be a recipe for success. Adrian Peterson still available. Going up against Miami, we all know how bad their defense is. Uh, with the coaching change in uh, Washington, it seems like their their interim coach wants to focus on the run game. So Adrian Peterson might get some good volume this week. Uh, he's still old. I know he's the all-day AP, give him the ball, run it. Um, could get some good volume this week against a bad Miami defense. And then, after that, there's not a lot. Um, the only other person that may even be able to take a flyer on, Naheem Hines, backup running back for the Colts. A lot of work in the pass game, but Colts are on bye this week. So, wouldn't even worry about that. Rex Burkhead still in free agency, uh, dropped by the Coon squad. He's questionable, been kind of banged up in that Patriots backfield is it's pretty gross right now you never know who's getting the ball looks like Sony's getting more involved James White always gonna catch those passes out of the backfield so and then the last one would be Jonathan Hilleman who is the third string in New York uh, the New York Giants Saquon doesn't look like he's gonna be back this week and Wayne Gallman is out in the concussion protocol Um, but they're going up against the Patriots defense on Thursday night it just doesn't look good for him Um, and with that I will have to say adios to all of you guys thank you for listening Uh, thank you Ruff for giving me the opportunity to fill in today while you were dealing with some a work meeting not able to record and stay tuned for the commissioner's corner to follow immediately after this everybody have a good day Hello, and welcome to the Commissioner's Corner. This is your vlog commissioner speaking, Scott Benzing, owner of Juju's in the Attic. Four and one after five weeks, I might add. Um, It's been a great start to the NFL season. We are already five weeks into the NFL season, looking at starting week six this Thursday, kicking off with Patriots and Giants. Uh, The NFL season's just flying by. Seems like just yesterday starting out the season everybody had high hopes for their fantasy teams and now that we're over a quarter of the way in some guys are tempering those expectations. Uh, We'll get into that later but first let's start with some current NFL topics. As of right now, there are only two undefeated teams left in the NFL, the Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers, after the Indianapolis Colts took down the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football by just running it down their throat, controlling the clock, and coming away with the victory in Arrowhead Stadium. So Chiefs have some issues to sort out with their defense, and I'm sure they can't wait to get back Tyreek Hill get healthy on that offense so they can start putting up 45 points a game again um but right now yeah the patriots and 49ers the 49ers look legit their defense is really good they showed on monday night football that they can just demolish teams and just play smash mouth football i think they're the leading nfl rushing team yards per game now they have a a pretty good backfield. Uh, Tevin Coleman came back, got a lot of got a lot of carries. Matt Breida, really fast. First play of the game, he took it 80 yards to the house, and um, they just look good. They got Rohim Mostert too in the come in, kind of change of pace. So their defense is what's gonna what's gonna keep them in most games. And if they can run the ball, control the clock, Jimmy G doesn't turn it over. It looks like they they might stay undefeated for a little bit. They do have the Rams this week, so we'll see how they look coming into that. They haven't had a very tough schedule so far. And so it'll be interesting to see if they are for real after this week because the Browns didn't look like much much of a challenge on Monday Night Football. And on the other side of the ticket, there are still four winless teams in the NFL. The New York Jets, who get back Sam Darnold this week. Not sure how much that'll help coming off of that mono illness. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, they got beat by Arizona. The battle of the winless teams. And Cincinnati looks like they are are destined for a top three pick. The Washington Redskins, 0-5, just fired their head coach, Jay Gruden, to start this week. And, of course, the terrible... Just awful Miami Dolphins, who are coming off a bye this week, so they are playing the Redskins. So another matchup of winless teams. One of these guys is gonna it's gonna come away with the victory somehow, unless they just manage to tie, which wouldn't be surprised with how bad they played. Um, but this is really the the Tua bowl if you want to call it, maybe the loser of this game gets the number one overall pick, uh, the true toilet bowl of the 2019 NFL season so far. So tune in for that. Uh, There's not a lot of guys playing, players from this matchup, a few, but it's just going to be awful. Um, And that moves on to, again, just mentioned it, Jay Gruden getting fired after an 0-5 start out as the Washington Redskins head coach he, um, he had been bumping heads with team ownership since this offseason because it seemed like he didn't want to draft Dwayne Haskins and the ownership did and then he was refusing to play him to develop him instead choosing Case Keenum or Colt McCoy to start and it's just uh, it's just not a good situation in Washington they want to go different direction a video had been released of Jake Gruden Earlier this week, I think it was from about a year ago of him appearing to smoke marijuana and hitting on girls in a club. Um, I'm sure the timing of that was coordinated so they could have even more of an excuse to fire him after such a terrible start. But so long, Jay Gruden. I'm sure somebody will pick him up. He's done not terrible as the Redskins head coach over the past few years. I think he had a 38-45 and record or something, which... If you're the coach of the Redskins, that's that's pretty much all you can ask for. He made the playoffs one year, so somebody will pick him up. I think he's still a decent coordinator, but we'll see where that goes from here. Some other big news coming this week is that there are some big-time fantasy players that are getting closer to a return. Uh, Saquon Barkley, with that high ankle sprain, looks not. It doesn't look like he'll be back this week. Just because they play. Uh, Thursday night game. If it had been a Sunday game, he would likely have gotten the okay to play, but it sounds like they're going to hold him out to be safe, give him that long rest until next week. Tyreek Hill, uh, he's looked like he's recovered pretty well from that clavicle injury, that scary injury that's held him out since the first quarter of week one. Um, He's been running routes, doing everything. It's just waiting to see if he gets cleared for contact. Don't want to Reaggravate that injury and have him out even longer. So they're playing it safe with them, the Chiefs are, but I think that they'll look to get him back on the field, hopefully this Sunday, so I can plug him into my lineup. I've been missing that little speedy dude, the cheetah. And then also Drew Brees coming back from that thumb injury, that thumb ligament. He was seen throwing footballs on the sideline, uh, albeit small footballs, but um, it looks like he's getting closer and closer to a return I know they said probably a six-week injury. I think it's been three so far. So they don't want to rush him, especially because the Saints have went 3-0 with Teddy Bridgewater in the lineup. So they they don't want to rush him, especially when they're winning games. Good to see Drew Brees back on pace. The Saints are a lot more exciting with him running their offense. Then some of the last NFL news get up to, the Browns are just... Reverting back to the old Browns, they got a ton of hype in the offseason. People thought they might push for winning the division, which it's still up in the air. Pittsburgh, Baltimore don't look very good. Bengals are terrible. So Browns could still somehow win that division. But they got crushed by the 49ers on Monday Night Football, 31 to 3. Baker was really bad. A lot of turnovers, just not looking good. 49ers have a good defense, though. So we'll see how the Browns look moving forward. They're two and three currently, and still squarely in the the division race in the NFC or AFC North. There. Now moving on to my freak of the week this week. There were some really good candidates. Not going to lie, um, but I went with Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers. He ended with. 107 yards rushing, four rushing touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys. That is, that is a big day. Also added seven catches for 75 yards. Just absolutely torched the Cowboys. Um, ended up with 45.7 fantasy points, uh, which is huge. But he wasn't even the high scorer this week. I'll get into that a little bit later when going over my studs and duds um, as to why. He was my Freak of the Week choice, but I got to give it to him. Been giving Keegan crap about drafting him number one overall. And he came through in a big way today. Big way. Four touchdowns, over 200 total yards. Have yourself a day, Aaron Jones. Congratulations on Freak of the Week, week five. Studs and duds. uh, Some stud stud quarterback this week goes to Deshaun Watson. Tore it up. He was 28 of 33, only five incompletions, 426 yards, five passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and added four carries for 47 yards, grand total of 46.7 fantasy points. That is a big day for a quarterback. Um, over 400 yards and five touchdowns, adding almost 50 on the ground. That's You will take that every day of the week, every week of the year. He showed out, especially after a poor performance the fr- the following week or the previous week he uh, as I mentioned he was on the field throwing the ball around immediately after the game and came out in a big way the stud running back Christian McCaffrey what else can I say about this guy it seems like he's in here every single week 19 carries 176 rushing yards two rushing touchdowns six catches 61 yards and a receiving touchdown fantasy points, a little under Aaron Jones. Thought I was gonna have to give Christian McCaffrey a second freak of the week, but Jones ended up edging him out there. McCaffrey is a workhorse, a stud. Don't need to say any more about the dude. And then the stud pass catcher is Michael Thomas. Going up against the Bucks this week, just absolutely roasted them. 11 catches, 182 yards, two touchdowns, 35.7 fantasy points. Now, you might be thinking, well, um, he wasn't the highest scoring receiver on the week. No, that was Will Fuller, who had over 200 yards receiving, three receiving touchdowns, ended up with 47 points, 46.7 fantasy points. I think it was the biggest fantasy receiving day for a, a wide receiver in like the last decade or something. Um, but the reason he falls into the honorable mentions is because... He was on Connor's bench. Studs and Duds are four guys that are in the flog lineup. And Connor, I had dropped Will Fuller past week to make some room on my bench. Um, he hadn't done a whole lot and he blew up. Connor had picked him up, put him on his bench, absolutely exploded. Huge day. Deshaun Watson, all the three of, of Deshaun Watson's five passing touchdowns went to him. We'll see if he finally gets going. He had 14 catches for like 183 yards on the season. Will Fuller did coming into the week and then had 14 catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns in this game. So huge day for Will Fuller. Amari Cooper, also an honorable mention, getting 34.1 fantasy points, had over 200 yards receiving against the Packers. And DJ Chark, another honorable mention, 32.4 fantasy points. Caught two touchdowns. I had him on my bench as well because I just didn't trust him up to this point. I know he had scored and he's scored in four of his five games now. The one week I put him in, he didn't score a touchdown. Um, but he's a, he's pretty much a must start now. Him and Gardner just have a connection. He's a big guy. I think he's six four. Runs a four three forty. He looks good out there, making contested catches, getting into the end zone. So DJ Chark, another stud. Honorable mention. And then we have the duds, the duds of the week. At quarterback, I've mentioned it before, Baker Mayfield. 8 for 22, 100 yards passing, two interceptions, zero rushing yards, and he lost a fumble. He actually fumbled it twice, but only lost one of them. Ended up with negative two fantasy points for the Savage Patch Kids. Now, TC didn't need the points this week because he was still able to come away with the win after starting both Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas, who were studs. Um, But that's just, that's pathetic. Baker was terrible. Negative two fantasy points for a quarterback. You're looking to get at least 15 points, maybe 12 if they have a bad day. But negative two, that is horrible. Some dishonorable mentions. Phillip Rivers, only 4.1 fantasy points. Um, Also, TC's starting quarterback is other starting quarterbacks so a grand total of 2.1 between his two quarterbacks but again didn't need it got huge days out of his skilled position so came away with the victory anyway the dud running back and I hate to do this um, but it was there wasn't a lot to choose from Wayne Gallman two carries 14 yards 1.4 fantasy points He did get injured. He came out with a concussion. And so I hate to give a dud to a guy who got hurt, but there wasn't a lot to choose from this week. So I have to go with Wayne Coleman. He was in Marcus's starting lineup after coming off that big game where he got 20 points in his one start. Um, So he was my dud. Dishonorable mention, Melvin Gordon, 5.8 fantasy points. Um, First game back, he got, I think he had, 14 touches total, um, eight or 16, 18 touches total, something like that, but under 50 yards. He just, he looked kind of slow. Austin Eckler was a lot more involved in the passing game. So Melvin Gordon kind of coming back slow after that long holdout. We'll see what the usage looks like. Eckler's been a stud all season. I don't think you can just take away all of his touches and give them to Melvin who's was sitting out because he was upset with his contract. Eckler was there producing, practicing with the team. I think you'll, uh, you'll start getting some disgruntled players in that locker room, especially when you don't win. The Chargers lost to the Broncos this week, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Melvin get about split 50-50 instead of uh, going back to last year. It was more like 65-35 with Melvin out touching Austin Eckler. And then the dud pass catcher, uh, we actually have a first here, a, a double dud. We have the tight end, Greg Olson, zero catches, zero yards. And Mike Evans, zero catches, zero yards um, for both a grand total of zero points. Uh, Greg Olson on the Magic Skull Bus and Mike Evans on the Blount Force, um, but again, throwing up goose eggs there. Not what you want to see out of these guys, but neither of them cost their team because both the blount force and the magic school bus won their matchups. So got away with it there. They didn't hurt their team. Uh, some dishonorable mention, Sammy Watkins, zero points went down with a, an injury uh, for the chiefs, Philip Dorsett, zero points in Marcus's lineup. Again, I think he got banged up. Emmanuel Sanders was in my lineup, 1.4, one catch, nine yards, bad, bad start there by me, especially with DJ Chark on my bench, and then Keenan Allen, 3.8 fantasy points. He only had four catches for 18 yards or something, um, which is not what you want to see out of a keeper wide receiver. But we'll see how it looks going forward. Moving on to the best bench, ah. Uh, not a lot to choose from this week. Not a lot of guys on the bench that went off. Connor had San, or, uh, had Will Fuller on his bench. Huge day, but other than that, not a whole lot that he could have plugged in and looked for production there. Uh, so best bench went to Juju's in the Attic, my own bench. Had DJ Chark sitting down there. Eight catches, 164 and two touchdowns. Big day for him. I also had uh, John Brown, five catches, 75 yards. Not bad, 10 points. And then Auden Tate, who I'd picked up, three catches, 26 yards, but he did get in the end zone with a touchdown. So 10.1 fantasy points for him. Again, not a huge bench day, Um, not a lot of best benches to choose from, but did have to give the edge to my bench because there were three guys in double digit points sitting on it, especially with Emmanuel Sanders in my lineup only giving me 1.4. So now we'll move on to freak forecast and player hating. Last week on my freak forecast, I projected DeAndre Hopkins would go off. He was projected 13.5, only ended with 12.3, which part of this is because Will Fuller had such a big day. Um, He had seven catches, 88 yards. So 12.3, you'll take that out of your starting wide receiver um, it's not as big of a day as I would expect it, but he didn't get in the end zone and so a little bit under his projected didn't quite call that one uh the other freak forecast I had was Adam Thielen projected 11.3 ended up with 28.5 seven catches 130 yards and two touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings sometimes the squeaky wheel does get the grease uh Kirk Cousins had came out and apologized to him for not getting him the ball and they looked to him early and often. Got in the end zone twice. Big day for Adam Thielen. We'll see if it continues. They were going up against the New York Giants who have an an awful pass defense. This week they get the Eagles who aren't great but a better defense overall. So Adam Thielen going well over his projected points. Last week I was player hating on Wayne Gallman. Didn't think he was going to produce like he did that first game projected 13 points as i mentioned he got hurt two carries 14 yards only ended up with 1.4 on the day so hate to see a guy get injured um but he didn't he didn't produce the other guy was hating on nick chubb had a monster day my freak of the week last week uh projected 18 points against the 49ers and he only ended up with 10.4 16 carries 87 yards And one catch for 12 yards. Did not get in the end zone. Um, I kind of saw it coming. 49ers have been sneakily good on defense. And I think on Monday night, they showed the world that they are a legit defense. Uh, Held Nick Chubb to only 10.4 when he was projected 18. So correctly hated on Nick Chubb last week. And now moving on to my freak forecast and player hating for week six of the NFL season. And I'm going to add in a bonus For a freak and player hating. Usually I've just been doing two. uh, I'm feeling good. I I like giving some more options. So I'm adding three for each this week. First freak, Austin Hooper, going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Austin Hooper, tight end for the Falcons. He's been he's been really productive this year. Matt Ryan's getting him the ball. Matt Ryan's throwing it a lot. And Arizona has pretty much been a cheat code against tight ends. Whatever tight end is playing the Cardinals, you can pretty much just plug them into your lineup and know you're going to get points. Um, He should be open all day. Currently, he's only projected 10.7 fantasy points. That is really low for a tight end who's been productive and who is also facing the Arizona Cardinals. So, Look for Austin Hooper to have a big day. Chris Carson at Cleveland. If Monday night showed anything, it's that you can run on the Cleveland Browns. And I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to do just that. Chris Carson's projected 13.8. I look for him to get into the end zone a couple times. He's coming off a big week. I think that continues against the Browns this week. Um, And I think he goes above that 13.8 for TC this week. And then my bonus freak, I'm giving it to Mark Ingram, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And part of this is because Cincinnati is just a really bad run defense, possibly the worst run defense in the league. The Ravens, the past couple weeks, um, they've been relying on Lamar to throw the ball more and he's starting to turn it over. He doesn't look like the world beater he did against the Dolphins in week one. Um, so I think they're going to feed Mark Ingram. He's been really productive with uh, some limited touches. He's not getting the the quantity of touches as some of the other top running backs in the league, but he's getting all the goal line carries. He's getting a decent amount of work up the middle. Um, And with Lamar there, the threat to pull the ball and run around the edge, uh, defenses have to keep, stay honest, and they can't just load the box up against him. So I look for him to have a big day. He's currently projected 15.3, which is pretty high, but I think the, the Ravens are going to look to bounce back um, after a close game against the Steelers where they won an overtime on a field goal. And I think they're just going to get back to running the ball a lot, not making Lamar beat people with his arm. And just, I'd look for Mark Ingram to have a big day against Cincinnati this week. Some guys I'm player hating on this week. And it's going to sound weird because all of these guys are pretty much studs. Um, but part of it comes from going up against decent defenses and also having really high projections. The first guy I'm hating on is Todd Gurley. They are playing the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers have a good defensive front. Uh, last week, did a good job of containing Nick Chubb. And um, I look for the 49ers to really slow down Todd Gurley. He Last week, he got 17 points for the LeBron Kings, but he also got into the end zone twice, really boosting up those numbers. Um, I think LA is gonna be playing from behind as San Francisco runs it down their throat and controls the clock. So I look for them to go to the air a little bit more like they have been. Todd Gurley's projected 16.1. Unless he can get into the end zone twice again, which is highly unlikely, he's not hitting 16.1. He's not gonna be rushing for 100 yards. He doesn't get the amount of touches. Um, they haven't been as good at getting him involved in the passing game this year. He was probably the best running back in the screen game last year, and they just, they're just they not involving him in that way. I don't know if that's game plan or they're worried about his usage, but don't look for Todd Gurley to have a big game this week. The next is Dalvin Cook, who's been an absolute monster this year, but he's going up against the Philly Rush defense, and Philly's defense, their defensive front seven is really good against the run. Um, Dalvin Cook's projected 19.7. That's really high. I think Philly is going to shut down Dalvin Cook and dare Kirk Cousins to beat them through the air. Um, Philly's secondary not fantastic, so I look for Dalvin to have a down game against a good Philly front seven. Under 19.7 for the week. And then the bonus player, Hayton. I hate to do it because he's in my studs almost every week but Christian McCaffrey against Tampa Bay Tampa Bay held him to his lowest uh, probably fantasy points yardage point yardage total whatever Uh, in week two they focused on him shut him down that was with Cam Newton so now they have Kyle Allen in there the games played in London uh, so traveling overseas those London games are always kind of weird um, the Bucs are just going to key on shutting him down. Bucks have a good good run defense, top three in the league. And Christian McCaffrey, this is might be the highest projection I've ever seen for a skill player, projected 23.5 points. I do not see him hitting that. I know he's been really good all year, but the bucks they had a formula to shut him down already. Let's see if they can do it again. Weird game over in London, 9.30 a.m. kickoff time Eastern on Sunday, so I don't look for McCaffrey to hit that, that projection this week so I am hating on him and now lastly before we end the show, get into some of the flog matchups really quick um, Justin Ruff and TC will go over these more in depth tomorrow on TC Thursday, make sure you tune in for that the first flog matchup I want to talk about is the LeBron Kings 1-4 and four, versus the Blount Force 3-2 and two. The the LeBron Kings have been they've been somewhat of a disappointment this year. Justin will be the first one to say that, and this week I don't think that changes. Blount's team's been really good. Uh, he's currently the high scorer in the league. Ruff's team has some guys that are beat up. David Johnson has a big red Q next to his name, questionable. Played with a bad back last week. Mark Andrews been kind of beat up all week. Um, Marquise Brown came out of the game last week, so. It's just not looking good. OBJ's not getting the work that Ruff thought he was going to get, and so, and just Blount. He's got some favorable matchups. Lamar Jackson going up against Cincinnati, Leonard Fournette against the Saints. Derrick Henry has been just a workhorse. I think that I think that Blount gets it done this week and comes away with the W, going to four and two, and unfortunately. The LeBron Kings dropping to one and five. The Terry's Terrorists against the High Flying Hawaiians are up next. Terry's Terrorists two and three, High Flying Hawaiians 0 oh and five. Um, but I'm going to give Jake the win this week. I know I said I gave it to him last week. I think he gets it done this week. Marcus's running backs are really weak. He's got Phillip Lindsey and Joe Mixon, but Marlon Mack's on a bye. And Wayne Gallman's out he picked him up Wayne Gallman's likely not going to play Marcus hasn't even set his lineup yet so I don't know who he's going to go with but I just think Jake's team is going to get it done I know he can't play those three Oakland Raiders that he always likes to do because they're on a buy as well but if Jake doesn't get it done this week pack it up sell off your team it's over but I think he'll move to one and five and Marcus will drop to two and four The next matchup is the Coon squad three and two going up against my team. Juju's in the attic with Saquon out with that high ankle injury, not likely to play tomorrow night on Thursday and Tyreek Hill possibly coming back this week. Um, I think I got to give myself the win. I don't, I always try to be objective, but just looking at our lineups um, I got a pretty solid wide receiving core as it is with DJ Chark, Cooper cup, and Juju Smith-Schuster, if he can get the targets, um, and with Tyreek coming back, that just that just makes it a lot more intriguing. Um, and Connor's wide receivers are pretty boomer bust. Saw he put Will Fuller in his lineup this week, chasing those points from last week with that huge game. Will Fuller should be a good option going forward, but again, kind of boomer bust. Um, Terry McLaurin, good matchup against the Dolphins, but. The new Washington Redskins head coach said he wanted to run the ball more. So we'll see. Um, if Chubb and Zeke go off, I'll be in trouble. But I think that I sneak out the victory here against Connor. And then the game of the week, the last matchup is the Magic Skullbus 4-1 and one against the Savage Patch Kids 3-2. and two. I'm going to go with TC in this matchup. Uh, Magic School Bus, Keegan Scott, has some bad matchups. He's got a lot of guys in the Green Bay versus Detroit game. It's a divisional game. I think that the scoring's a little bit lower than it normally is. And after just absolutely going off for over 220 points last week, I don't think Keegan's team puts up the numbers, the touchdown numbers like they did last week. I think this is a good opportunity for TC to go to 4-2 and two and drop the Magic School Bus to 4-2. and two. Uh, Keegan's been on a tear recently, but I think TC comes away with the victory in this game of the week matchup. And that is all for this week. Uh, Just a little note, I went three and one in the predictions last week on the matchups. The only one I got wrong was picking Ruff over myself, Um, but I'll take that. So thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you next Wednesday on the next edition of The Commissioner's Corner.